powered by MPB. This is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to the MPB Podcast. Today, I will be interviewing someone who is a great inspiration to me, very dedicated to his work, and overall an impactful person in my community, Mr. Calvin Hawkins. So, Mr. Hawkins, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Calvin Hawkins, and I was born and raised here in Water Valley, Mississippi. I'm a 1990 graduate of Water Valley High School and a 1995 graduate of Mississippi State University. I work within the community. I'm the uh, president of the local library here, which is the Blackburn Library. I've been involved in the Water Valley Main Street Association as well as the Rotary Club. As you do know now, I'm known now as the African-American historian here for Yellowbusha County as well. I will pass of the church of Coffeville, Mississippi, United Missionary Baptist Church. And I work at Coffeville at this school as a coordinator of student services. Okay, so it sounds like you are very involved in the community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Across the whole county. <laughs> yes, I agree. So I've done a little research and I'm aware that you've recently released a book. Would you share the name and give us a summary of what the book involves? Oh, definitely. So the book is entitled under the Dusty Sands. And Under Dusty Sands is an African-American history book of Yellowbush County from 1870 to 1970. As we do know that uh, way back in the early 1800s when slavery began, the history was not documented. And that is what I did. I went back and documented all the history of when African-Americans came into Yellowbush County. And then uh, when the first schools was established, when the first churches was established, even find out who was the first, and I'm going to use the word slaves, that was actually here in this county. Because at one time, we did not know that. As six years ago, we did not know who was the first slaves that entered in Yellowbush County. And uh, even the uh, blacks of the, co- the colors that made a difference in this county, as we do know that we had Cordia Scott King, which was engaged to Sammy Davis Jr. And... She was born in Water Valley. We had uh, the good ones. I know you all probably familiar with the uh, Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, ready to bomb off Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, the good ones, they are the oldest African-American newspaper publishers there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they was born in Water Valley, Mississippi. <laughs> and they're the oldest Black African-American newspaper that's there located today. So, you know, we have a, a good history here. We just had to pull it together. <laughs> yes, sir, we do. Well, it sounds like you're very passionate about your studies, I see. And Mm -hmm. I know to write a book like that, you have to go out into the community and do your own research. So how has the process of creating your book made you more involved with the community? Well, of course, I had to go to the different courthouses and talk to the people at the courthouse, get involved at the newspaper office, because a lot of history was in the newspapers. And I had to go and search through all the newspapers and even interviewing people. Now, that would really make me involved in the community to be able to interview different individuals. You know, some people was 80, 90 years old, and that's the reason this book is titled Under the Dusty Sands, because, you know, we have people, you know, even probably if your grandmother had have pictures that were stored under the bed, in the attic, you know, we know how we put, we put our uh, pictures in, box of pictures in, and the sand collects on them, <laughs> but not realizing when you open that box up, you have a box full of precious 
gold, precious jewels, and nobody never noticed. During all these interviews, who would you say is the most eye-opening to you? The most eye-opening to me, you know, I did a presentation at Mississippi Public Broadcasting, and to be broadcast amongst so many different people across the whole state of Mississippi, I sweated the whole time I had to have because <laughs> I was kind of nervous then because that was across the whole state of Mississippi. So that was with Mr. Uh, Chris Goodwin. So I believe that was kind of nervous. I was kind of nervous during that time. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did an amazing job. I hope so. Like I said, it was across the whole state of Mississippi. <laughs> Just like this one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's so inspirational to know that you're taking your time to go out into the community and learn its history. What would you say is the most interesting thing you've discovered about your community? The most interesting thing, like I was mentioning earlier, the individuals that are born here in the county, but they move off to make a difference. That was just only a couple that I named, you know, you all would have to get the book, you know, to even see the first African-American political cartoonist was born here in Water Valley. There's so much history. Thomas Jefferson, you know, Thomas Jefferson had some descendants that was Hemingway's to know that when they left D.C., they moved to Coffeville, Mississippi, the president of Russ College. His wife was from Coffeville, Mississippi. You know, it was just, just a lot of information. You offer me with Campbell College, which is not existing now, but it was located across the street from Jackson State University. The president of that college, or one of the founders of that college, his wife's family was from Coffeville, Mississippi. <laughs> you know, to find all this information and to know it came right out of Yellowbusher County, that was very surprising for me. We really had a lot of history here in Yellowbusher County. So to answer your question, those were the things that shocked me. <laughs> Yes, sir. And I think that takes like a lot of time and effort to find these little details, especially when you have people migrating and moving constantly to go out and try and track them down. I know that that takes a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To go to Ancestor.com and then go to Sanitary Records and then Google and then go down to the museum there in Jackson. Then also the Mississippi Archives and History down there to go through all those paperwork that some people probably haven't looked at within the last 100 years. Being so in tune with the community and the people within, what is one of your favorite ways to help out? Well, you know, with me, I'm a person that you call, I, I answer. <laughs> so I'm whatever a person needs, I always try to help assist, especially when it's working with the youth, because I've been working in the field of education for the last 28 years. And that is starting out working at the university all the way down to working with the Head Start program. And of course, for 16 years, I worked with the Head Start program, which I served as the education disability specialist, which was helping children's three and four year old that had a disability. And then serving as a center administrator, where I served the whole town of Coffeville. And then serving as a regional director of the Head Start program, which I served three counties with five different schools. So <laughs> I had a community for a mighty long time. <laughs> I and those see. communities consisted of Yellowbusha County, Calhoun County, and Chickasaw County. So just think about doing that and then being a pastor. I've been kind of busy. <laughs> Sound like you've been all around, honestly. Yeah, I have a lot of people. I love that your like main focus is kind of towards the youth, just because you know we're the upcoming generation and we need to know things. Yeah. 
And it's just a lot of information that I feel that I might miss out on sometimes or it isn't shared with me. So it's just good to know the history and know that there's people still going out into the community to try and find out these things, you know? Yes, right. So we're losing our younger generation now. We need 10 more of you, 20 more of you, Maya, <laughs> because we're really losing a lot of our younger generations now. So being so involved or targeting the younger generation, what is a piece of advice that you would give to them? One thing I would mainly tell them is not to give up. Don't give up because a lot of youth, as well as my age, they give up so quickly. And you always put God first in your life and you need to keep the faith. Because I, you know, and I forgot to tell you all this. I used to be the chaplain of the Yellow Bush Academy Detention Center as well. So there was three different places I worked there that you couldn't get away from me. It was the school, the church, and the, the jailhouse. Yes, sir. Um, and I have turned a lot of inmates around just ministering down there at the detention center. My next book that will come out probably in 2024, we'll talk about my experience there at the detention center here in Watermouth. Well, that's very good that you're stepping up and taking all these positions. I think you need a list of everything you're in. (laughs) I know because I forget. Every time you ask a question, I forget. (laughs) Yes. All that is very thoughtful. Now, I'd like to ask you one of my favorite questions. And I know that our community has a lot of like celebration traditions, like our annual carnival. But I want to know which one would you look forward to the most? Juneteenth. Juneteenth. I let the county have it this year because last year I had a, of course, I did the book release and I had a big banquet on that Friday night and did interviews and a bigger presentation on that Saturday. And this year I went to Oakland to be with them for their Juneteenth. But I believe it makes year and so on, I'll probably get it back started here. All right. What are some of your plans for it? Well, to be honest with you, on, even on last year, because I did I did the opening of, the, of my book, Under Dusty Sands, and there were three women that actually integrated Coffeville School District, and they have not been back to Coffeville School District since they left 50 years ago in 1970. So what we did was I worked with the Oaklands. I went there this year, but I worked with Oakland as they did Juice 10 because we were all in the same county. And they actually presented those three women with the key of the city of Oakland. Wow. So that is some things that I would do is try to recognize people that has really made a significance here in this county for Juneteenth. I may not do a outside event. I might do more of a banquet style event. Yes, sir. It's like you got a lot of plan for it then. I'm sure it'll be oh, great. Oh, yeah. yeah. It you turned got- out great last year, but I think I'm going to do the same thing on the, the years to come. Okay. Well, when you do, make sure you really advertise it and push it out there in the community. That way, you know, oh, yeah. it'll well, come out. Definitely will. Last year, we, we invited 75 people. It ended up being 150. It sounds like you had a good outcome. Yeah, I'm going to say the worst thing about it was what had happened was we invited 75. The caterer was going to feed for 100 because, you know, they, they figured a little extra was coming and ended up being 150. So we were running with tables, chairs, and whatever we could do. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I think that this has been a very interesting and eventful podcast. And I thank you so much for sharing, Mr. Hawkins. And just to end it, is there any final statements you'd like to say or just say to the younger generation or to the community? First, I want to say I'm proud of you, Maya, for what you're doing in school and in church and also what you're doing for the community. 
And like I mentioned earlier, the, the most important advice I can give you and many others, don't give up. Because you're going to have some obstacles that's going to come. You're going to have people that will try to stop you from doing what you're doing, but you keep on going. And that is the, the message I give to all you. Don't let anybody stop you or block you from the dreams or the blessing God has for you. Because what's for you is for you and nobody else. Thank you so much. And this concludes our MPB podcast. You've been listening to the MPB Student Council podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for MPB's Student Council podcast and subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode releases. See you next time.